Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it's your man Mosley. I mean, we... We're going to do about three hours of sports talk. We got a lot of stuff planned for you, including, well, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of reaction, national reaction to uh, Brittany Griner's uh, jersey retirement. going to happen Sunday, February 18th. And the first uh, interview with Nikki Collin, since that's happened, she put out a statement yesterday. But uh, she did spend some time with the Matt Mosley Show. We're going to be sharing some of that with you throughout the afternoon. Some of our uh, early audience will give you a little bit of the the Brittany Griner since it's such a uh, breaking news type event. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, you'll get to hear the interview in its entirety. And um, we'll share that with you. And that'll be... That'll be a uh, a good time. Oh, Aaron, there you go. I just now saw your meme. You probably wondered why I was why I was just asking you questions, but I just saw good. Who is that, Aaron? Is that is that Will Ferrell? What is the meme? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, Will Ferrell. I like that one. I like that one. There was another meme, Aaron, that involved the uh, NFC title game. And and Kittle, George Kittle, after the game, I I kind of have to admit I was with Strahan. I didn't I didn't immediately know what joke or reference Kittle was making when he said, you know, they had us in the first half. Aaron, did you when Kittle issued that line? Um, I mean, it was, it was a good throwback to a meme. That's been out there since a high school kid said this in 2014. Aaron, did you immediately hear that and know what Kittle was referencing? I'm not going to lie, I did. <laughs> you did? Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So, I don't. I think Strahan, and I, I'm a, I, people are, like, complaining about Strahan. Of course, he should have given the mic to Joe Montana. But he kind of got thrown into that thing because Bradshaw usually does it. And Bradshaw's all over the place too, but I I I always kind of have, you know, some, you know, sympathy or or you know, there's some kind of to me that's not an easy deal to be up there on live TV in front of a stadium trying to conduct a, a championship ceremony, and Strahan may have not done great at it, but Aaron. Is there anyone that's just, I guess Nance is probably the best because, of course, there's just something about Nance. When he does it, he kind of calms everything down. And then some of the sideline announcers do a nice job with it because they're used to being in those kinds of situations. Strahan was a little bit, was a little bit out there with his presentation. 
but I didn't. It didn't bother me that much. Should Joe Montana have gotten to say a few words as he handed it to Jed York? Sure, sure. And um, and I, you know, they tried to do. I don't even. Sometimes, Aaron, I, I forget like what fan bases are even called. I mean, I know the Forty ers I just thought we always talked about like crowds as the faithful, the 49ers faithful, the Cowboys faithful. But the way they made it sound after the game was that that somehow tied into the Niners, the faithful, the 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 Niners faithful, like that's some kind of thing. What? I Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. no. The I'm just saying like the way they pre- made that sound and the way the owner talked about it, he kind of it was almost like that's their thing. The faithful, like it, they have, it's kind of like the Niners. So anyway, I, to me, I was a little bit in the dark, even on the meme. Aaron, what is that meme? What's the what? What is it? It's kind of like it's we, a high school football player who yeah. was interviewed after a game, and yeah, they had a big comeback second half, like the Forty ers and he said, uh, "Not gonna lie, they had us in the first half." That was, but then that he was says it. something else, doesn't he? But we get. We we got them or not gonna lie. No, that was it. That was yeah, that was the, the big meme. meme. You just go yeah. from there, like that's any that's funny type of comeback yeah. situation. And I don't even understand like why that took on a life of its own. But the picture of that high school kid with that meme has been out there with year for years. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, that kid, we're now that that kid was probably what seventeen or eighteen years old. So he's twenty eight now. <laughs> <laughs> it's well you're right it's it's really weird what turns into a viral meme it just I mean, oh man yeah it's a that one jumped out there and um we've got oh aaron we've got we got a for campus confidential we've got an ncaa investigation <laughs> oh my gosh surely aaron Tennessee would never get involved in anything that needed to be investigated. Could this be? Could this be NIL-related? And I like this here. It says the NCAA's investigation into Tennessee was first reported by Sports Illustrated, which we, we've spent the last week or so saying goodbye to Sports Illustrated. It, it, it seems to still be out there in some form. Okay, so I uh, maybe, uh, maybe the... The the rumors of its demise are are greatly exaggerated. Have been exaggerated greatly. Whatever the the Mark Twain line is, but uh, kind of interesting. Now, um, Aaron, other news today, and I, I we got Steve, we got we got NFL news. We got all kinds of stuff um, going on. First of all, last night, I mean, Jason Kidd. The, the, the Mavs hung on and won, but they had some crazy moments late. Now, Aaron, if you were like me, and my wife was making fun of me because in, on my phone, I was watching Mavs Orlando, the very end of it. On the big TV, I had Cougars Longhorns, which went to OT, and Kellen and the guys got it done. They got it done. And by the way, Aaron, I did reach out to Scott to let him know how much how funny I thought his line was after the game against TCU the other night. I think they're mad, and they're going to go tr- try to get this thing cleaned up tomorrow at UCF. So I don't think it really matters that, to Scott that I thought he had a funny line. But I'm always looking for, 
you know, funny statements. And I thought it was one of the best things I've ever heard Scott Drew after that TCU game. We'll come back to that, though. The Aaron D., the Cougars, who you have in a family attachment to through Kelvin's son, Kellen, um, who is like, I don't know, your brother-in-law, I guess? Yes. Anyway, I that, that was um, – I don't understand how Kelvin – how does he do that every year? Like have <laughs> have that many six nine, six ten dudes that are not only now some of them can jump through the the roof, some of them are just big time huge bangers, and it's like one guy. I remember a year ago or so, or maybe it's two years ago, goes to the NBA. I can't remember. He might have been a lottery pick even, and then they just like last night. They're playing UT, and the horns, the fans are going crazy. Good environment there at the Moody Center. And Aaron, our man could not buy a bucket, our man Cryer. And I know some Baylor fans are mad at him. I'm sorry. I can't root against the guy. I I liked LJ and still do. So LJ, and they're playing Texas, of course. So it's not like I'm rooting against LJ Cryer, but he's having a really bad shooting night. But he keeps shooting. And he keeps trying, and and there and there is this huge moment of the game, Aaron. The two biggest possessions for U of H last night, and one of them, the big man, thirteen, goes up and you know, tips one back in on a three point play. I think he missed the free throw, and then one was a kid who had scored one bucket the whole night, and then at the biggest point of the game, just goes up in the midst of all these bodies. They got to sue. Texas has a big dude down there, and they got Dylan Mitchell. They have big dudes, too. And this guy, his name is uh, Aaron, help me. Is it like Flugit or who? whatever? Anyway, he's he's a freshman. And, and he rises up in traffic, and Tomahawk dunks it. Like at the, at the crucial, with like 40 seconds or 30 seconds left in, in OT. And, uh, and, and quite honestly, that's the thing that ends up, Winning them the game. And, of course, Jamal Shedd hit some huge buckets to get them back. They were down 64-58. Shedd goes 3-3 to put them at 64-64. And then the next possession, whoever number 21 is, the I think he is he a lefty. Anyway, he, he throws one in. And so they go three straight threes to retake the lead 67-64. But you know how Baylor this year, Aaron, has the two great leapers big men alley-oop rim runners it's like houston has this combination of about three or four of those guys and they're all in the front court and then and then they'll complement them with like two like great shooting guards shed is just leader leader i i if you said if i had to say today who's the best player in the conference i, I think i'd have to say jamal shed and I, I guarantee you there's people out there that's, that average more. Maybe they have higher assists, whatever. But, like, if a game's on the line, like, I'm going to choose Jamal Shedd over anybody. Like, that's who I want with the ball in his hand. He's he's awesome. And then, uh, and then Aaron, that guy that transferred from UTA to UT, I always kind of like that about Kelvin because Kelvin, after the game, just picked one UT guy. And it's not a guy who scores a lot, but you know who I'm talking about, Aaron. He's got kind of a strange haircut but he, he transferred him from uta and he made some big time plays late in that game 
and it was a big-time defender for UT. I like how Kelvin kind of, I mean, he talks about his own team, but then he'll pick out somebody he loves for the opposing team. And it's generally somebody that doesn't get a lot of attention. You know, our man Tyrese Hunter, Aaron, for UT, is over there getting massaged. They, I think Fran had just finished saying, well, they, they had a new offseason program, and they got that solved, and he no longer has, like, cramps or something or whatever it is. And next thing you know, they got a massager, and the whole training staff's over there massaging his, his calf. Because it's come back. It's come back, whatever he had. Some players just constantly have stuff. Now, he did come back in the game and uh, and fought hard for the Longhorns. Aaron, the Longhorns are now, and I'm not going to poke fun at them because Baylor desperately needs a win and cannot go on the road, even though you don't, you know, road wins are hard to come by. You can't, you can't go to three and four. But they they got to start digging their way out of this. They're three and three. The world has not ended at three and three. I mean, even Houston's best team in the conference right now, and they're six and two. They've got two losses. So I think TCU may have three losses. Three three losses is not. It's just that it's happened three in a row in heartbreaking fashion. So the Bears have to find a way. And the funny thing is, I think they kind of have. I think Ray J may be the guy that could do it, but uh, he just, you know, it, it, they'll get it done. I really do think they'll get it done tomorrow night. Now, speaking of getting it, getting it done, uh, Brittany Griner, her jersey will be retired, and we were the first to get to talk to Nikki Collin after this huge national announcement, national story, and good job by our man Zach over at the Waco trip. I think he had that one first. But uh, we're going to have Nikki Collins. She joins us next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair, February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Event Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions, Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collins' appearance, we always look forward to it. And, Nikki, the only, uh, the only issue, though, I, you know, when we, when we take a week, or so, uh, week off, you know, there's like, it always feels like there's a million things that have happened. And, like, you go back to the K-State game, and I know that, you know, that wasn't fun. Certainly the first half was very fun. But then you go to Oklahoma State, it does seem like this team, the road is where you all kind of kickstart things sometimes. So we'll get into that. But the uh, enormous news yesterday with Brittany Griner, in fact, I've been reading all the statements from you and Mac and, I mean, just the entire Baylor family. Um, This is, uh, I I mean, I you know, you took a very big, big leadership role and it's not easy when it's not a player you coached and you come into a program that has all this history and yet I think when you know she was uh arrested and detained and you know in you 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 stepped forward um and and really advocated and and showed a lot of support your team did and all that and so this just really was a culmination of a lot of things um this has been it's kind of owned last night's news cycle I noticed and yesterday's we kind of broke you know big time breaking news during our show what um, what has been the reaction and like how long was this kind of going on I mean was this something you and Brittany had had sort of dialogue on even going back to when y'all saw, went to see the Mercury play and why did it feel like this was the the right time for it to happen yeah good good question i mean when i when I took the job, you asked me like advocating for someone um that I didn't coach um the the beauty of the w n b a is it's it's a super small league um and it's a really tight knit league and certainly everyone knew who Brittany Griner was, but um I got the opportunity to get to know Brittany Griner the person and you know in particular when you're when you're in the bubble at i m g academy 
um, in tight quarters and you're you're sharing a buffet line every day. Um, you know, you just it's it's hard to not get to know people. You almost have to choose not to. And so, you know, getting the Baylor job and and knowing that was just a hole. You know, it certainly there was there was pain um, involved in that, and you know, almost like a bad breakup. And I know. Um, Brittany reached out to me the day I got the job and, and had mentioned how excited she was to come back. Um, so I've known her agent, um, Lindsay Kagawa, uh, Colas, for a long time, um, working in the, the W. And so instantly it very much was a, we want to get this done. We don't know what it's going to take. We don't know when it's going to be. Um, but I had hoped to get it done the first year. And there's obviously a lot of things to jump through. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the detention happened and, um, you know, so yeah, we've been in, we've been in talks about this since summer, you know, honestly, like I know, um, there were times when probably people wondered, but there's a lot that goes into doing it and doing it right, you know? And, and I think the doing it right part, um, was the most important thing. I think Mac's been supportive from the beginning. Um, Dr. Livingstone's been supportive, um, you know, Chip and Joanna have been awesome in terms of wanting to welcome her back to Waco. And so there have been all these these pieces and people involved, but it, it came down to why now. Um, you know, we wanted to honor her the right way, and we wanted it to be at a time that her and her family could be here. Um, honestly, like, her wife is, is sitting for the bar soon, and so, like, trying to work around, you know, her schedule and, and being respectful of that and really wanting to do it at a time where, um, the Mercury could all be um, here. I mean, you're talking about free agency. I mean, I know our fans aren't thinking about free agency, but if you've been in the W, this is this is that time. Um, so, you know, just really wanted to honor her the right way. So, yes, there have been a lot of talks, um, and uh, we'll continue to be up until, you know, she, she gets here. But it's going to be a really special three days. All right, and we saw that, the Waco Trib, Zach, uh, that news, and then I read Michael's story yesterday, ESPN.com. The uh, Sunday, February 18th, that's going to be on ESPN2, and that's 3 p.m. Now, Nikki, not that that game wasn't going to have a nice crowd already, but do you feel like the uh, (laughs) – has anybody informed you, like, what the – what the ticket situation has been like since this announcement, I would imagine there's a, it's pretty competitive and, and maybe the pricing uh, perhaps has, uh, has gone up a little bit. Uh, that's become a, uh, an extremely hot ticket. I hope so. You know, I, I, hope, I hope that for our program. I hope that for Brittany Griner. I hope that the community shows her love. Um, you know, she was 35 and 15 over her career here. You know, AP National Player of the Year two times, three-time Big 12 Player of the Year, national champion. Like, like her accolade is over 3,000 points, number one all-time in blocks, men or women, NCAA. So, like, her, her numbers, her impact on the basketball court, um, you know, like they're, they're almost incomparable, um, but at the same time, like, wanting to honor who she is. Were your players – did, I mean, they were like little girls when she was starring at Baylor. I mean, we got to go way back. I'm thinking they're like what seven, eight years old or something. Um, when when they got to your 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 players, when when some of your players got to meet her and be around her, was it like uh, were they in awe? What was the 
what what was that like and um what do you think this means to even your current and and I should also ask I want I want to hear what your current players think but also I bet you've also been in touch with former Baylor players and that kind of thing what it, what has kind of been the response from everyone current and former I think um everyone is is grateful um I think everyone wants to see her honored um you know I I I think our current players yeah when they got to meet her at the Wings game um they they look like little kids in a candy store. You know, it's just it's a little like meeting LeBron. You know, I mean, Brittany Griner is um, obviously a, a Baylor legend, but she's bigger than that. You know, and and so I think the way she interacted with them, I remember in particular, Asia Blackwell was just so excited. You know, and to get her picture taken with her, I, I remember recruiting Bella uh, Fauntleroy, and and that was the first thing she talked about, how she always loved Baylor because of VG. And so, you know, I, I do think she's impacted our players at a level that, you know, she probably doesn't even understand. Um, but I certainly think, you know, she she deserves her flowers. She deserves this moment um, based on, you know, the career that she had at Baylor. Um you know, I was I was talking to someone about like attendance and, and how obviously Baylor women's basketball had good attendance figures for a lot of years, but but how they really peaked during the BG era, how it was a you know it was a hot ticket, you know, and people wanted to see a 40 and 0 team, and I think um, you know they wanted to see the player that could dunk, you know, at a time when not a lot of players were dunking, we're seeing more and more of that, um, but still it's it's doesn't happen every night. doesn't happen every week, you know, and it's a big deal when it happens. And so, you know, I think she was, she was unique then. And I think um, her, her spirit and who she is and her love for Baylor, I think, you know, that's, that's been the most um, heartwarming part of all of this is how excited she is to be back. Um, And it's not, I know, I know the Jersey ceremony will mean a lot to her, um, but I think it's it's the idea of, of being loved and welcomed back that that's a bigger deal for her than the actual accolades involved. All right, and just a technical question because like there have been some jersey retirements, and I think your players are like wearing some of the jerseys that have been retired. I'm sure Sophia, if you needed to get permission, she's right there on the sideline and she could say, yeah, you know, Asia, you could have you could wear my old jersey. Is this like it, will this number be truly out of commission? How how does this all work? Because sometimes I think people retire jerseys, but maybe the numbers are still in play. Baylor, obviously, with a huge amount of success, has had a has quite a few numbers retired, as should be the case. What um, how what is the what's the protocol on that? Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll answer that in a two-pronged way. One, while I'm the coach at Baylor, um, 42 will never be worn um, while I'm the coach at Baylor. Um, I think they've left that up to each coach in each sport. I think um, in basketball in particular, I think it's been really, really hard to truly retire numbers in the past. So it's, it's, it's like a retirement, but it's more of an honoring because, you know, when you have a limited number – of numbers, <laughs> you can't just start to eliminate them with really good programs, you know? And so, you know, I think with the change 
over the past year that, that players could wear zero to 99 and not being restricted by, you know, zero to five, 10 to 15, you know, up to 55. Um, you know, I, I think that that made it tougher to truly retire numbers. Um, what I can tell you with BG, and we did get permission. I called Melissa Jones um, before uh, we, we told Bugs she could wear five because I just, we, we maybe didn't have to do that, but I thought it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was excited. And I remember talking to Melissa Jones saying, you're going to be really, really excited to see um, what Dariana Little Page Bugs does in number five, you know, and she was excited, you know, and Sophia obviously did the same thing with her and she's been a mentor um, for Asia since she's been here. Um, but, but in Brittany's case, this, this jersey will not be worn. This number will not be worn. All right. Well, uh, again, Sunday, February 18th, ESPN 2, that's 3 p.m. game. And uh, it's, it's interesting that it's Texas Tech because for those of us that have watched this program so closely over the years, we remember some of those battles. Uh, and uh, and it, one in particular involving Brittany, I should say, but also uh, – I think Swoops was on the game the other day, um, and so that was kind of cool. I don't, I didn't totally realize that, and then at the end I heard him say that, and I thought, man, that's that's kind of neat. So anyway, the Texas Tech portion of this is, is uh, I'm not saying that's the whole reason y'all did it that night, but I think that that kind of makes it even more intriguing and interesting to those of us who've kind of watched that thing over the years. All right. Um, well, it's been – I mean, I, I let's just go – I don't want to go back and rehash everything. The K-State thing was tough because y'all played so great and had them down, and obviously, it, you know, it was a rough second half. But uh, but um, I the other day, you go on the road, and that's always a tough environment. Oklahoma State, obviously. I mean, and, and I, what is it about the – y'all keep running up against these teams that have one of these, you know, just – enormous i mean like you know height wise but but also just strength um low post players that gusters i just haven't really seen her in a while and i I was kind of glad nikki she didn't kind of find her rhythm till very late in that game (laughs) yeah and we could have you know and full transparency like we we were prepared to bring doubles um, but when she really got going at the end um, we, we, we were at the point where we really just didn't want to give up threes. You know, when you're yes. playing with a double-figure lead, the quickest way to get a team back in the game was to either foul them or give up threes. And so um, I thought Asia in particular had done an outstanding job of, um, you know, and I, I know people aren't going to think this is inefficient, but when you get someone that you're outsized by that significantly to shoot 50% from the field and all their shots are inside of four feet, Mm-hmm. Um, you've done a good job. And so I thought, you know, until the very end, we didn't foul her because she's a fantastic foul shooter, which we don't say that about a lot of centers. Um, so kudos to, to Hannah for that. She's very, very good free throw shooter. Um, but not foul her, you know, make her make her earn it, make her play through our chest um, and give her one shot. And I thought that's the one thing we did. We, we didn't give them second opportunities, um, you know, and so – yeah, I mean, I think she's somebody, you know, when you watch them, she's one of the players that got eligible um, as a two-time transfer, you know, when, yes. when that kind of went into effect in December and kind of has changed the dynamic of that team. 
Um, but we also we also know that in the midst of hey maybe we don't match up um, inch for inch or pound for pound with every player in this you know in this league we also feel like we have we have advantages at the other end you know and feel like we can put those players um, in situations where they can't guard us that that also then makes you know in in this case J C Hoyt make a decision about leaving her in or taking her out, you know, and, and they took her out quickly in the third when we started to get out in transition. And, like, she was trying to guard Bugs because, you know, Bugs is our least efficient outside player, you know, perimeter post player. And so that's who they had her guard, but she was, she was running by her in transition. And so you have to, like, make those decisions as a coach. You know, there, there's give and take. But, yes, we there are definitely um, some – some very um, big inside players in the Big mm-hmm. 12. Yeah, I have nightmares sinking, although, like you say, that Iowa State, I think as you pointed out last time we talked, you know, you were – you were you were knew she was maybe going to get hers, but uh, and by the way, you did run a double team at her at one point. I I saw, but I I did think for the most part, I mean, that was one of those things where y'all just came out, asserted yourself, and you, what you don't want to get in your team's head is like, oh man, we're a great first half team. What's our problem in the second half? This was a game that it was like third quarter. You just put the hammer down, and they were really never in the game again. And you can't do that every game. I know you'll have to win close games, but that's kind of right. nice when you get it to 61 49. And, and yeah. It felt like a close game. Like I thought, you know, when it's 13, um, it's comfortable, but you also know it's, it's two threes, two Garzon threes mm. away from, you know, a two possession game type of situation. So you have to be. Um, you know, I, I thought we, we missed some easy ones. We missed some free throws. Um, but I thought, you know, the, the second chance points, the second chance opportunities, um, beating them as badly as we did on the board, um, that, that played a huge role. You know, and I thought this was a game where um, after a tough, tough loss against Kansas State, and I thought we missed some easy shots early against Oklahoma State, but I saw um, – I saw a lot of the team that, that went 14 and 0 in that game, not mm. in terms of did shots go in, did, but our, our, our mentality, our next play mentality, our, our sudden change defense, our, you know, we, we turned the ball over early, which has been our Achilles heel. And then we turned it over one time in the second quarter. And then we took care of it in the second mm. half, you know, but we started that game with seven turnovers in the first quarter, just trying to force things, wanting things to be there that weren't, you know, not being patient enough to, to work the ball to the backside or um, or move it a couple times through. I thought we at least kind of kept our composure. We kept that next play mentality so that when we got going and headed in the right direction, we let that snowball, you know, instead of this whole, like, okay, here we go again. Like, everybody's, everybody's turning the ball over. And, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've never had a issue of, like a lot of times our turnovers are players trying to make plays, trying to make positive plays. You know, they're, it's, it's not selfishness. It's not, you know, sometimes we're driving to kick, um, but we, we're not patient enough to just move it and wait for the ball to come back um, to attack off the bounce. So it's, it's a little bit of us wanting to do what 
I want them to do what we're teaching them to do, but just not being patient enough to wait for it to happen. It's, it's, we've got to hit singles and not home runs right away. You know, like let's, let's keep mm-hmm. hitting singles and then we're going to hit a double and then we're eventually going to get the home run. But like, let's just make sure, you know, we're, we're not striking out, you know? And so there's, there's my, my baseball uh, analogy <laughs> of the day. Well, I mean, it, it's you got some efficient play off the bench. Uh, before I do my fanboy stuff with Yaya that I normally do, uh, Nikki Collin on for her uh, appearance with us on the Matt Mosley show. Uh, everybody's been excited about hearing from Nikki, especially since yesterday's news of Brittany Griner's uh, uh, Jersey retirement, which will happen on fe- uh, Sunday, February 18th, coming up on ESPN2. But you'll want to be there for that. I, I wanted to ask you about Jada Walker, who's been so good for you this year. I know it's been going through a little bit of a, a shooting slump lately, but, boy, she limped off the game, and I don't believe I ever saw her come back in. Uh, what's the what's the latest with, uh, with Jada and her possible availability for uh, Thursday's game against the Longhorns? Yeah, Jada um, should be fine. She um, okay. has sprained that ankle tweak that ankle, you know, it, 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 I feel like it's five, for five or six times. Um, you know, I think this one, um, it was, it was more about, I thought you said it already. I thought our bench play, you know, in the first half, she picked up two fouls. Um, and so it wasn't, you know, that she was out cause she was injured in the second half. Um, when she went out injured, I certainly took her out because of her tweaking her ankle, but I felt like we, we really took off from there. And I thought, you know, Jana played well off the bench. I thought Yaya played well off the bench. I thought Bella played an incredibly complete game, you know, on both sides of the ball off the bench. And so I just thought our bench was really, really good. And so I think I was riding that more than um, and and allowing her um, to rest as opposed to, you know, it being a serious type situation. So, with Yaya, I mean, we were talking a little bit uh, earlier before we we got we jumped on together. I mean, I, you know, I, I would I sense that you know you really try to when she's on the floor, you got to kind of sometimes you you do have to coach players. I, I used to hear Bill Parcells talk about it. He used to talk about Romo like that in the early days. He said you have to coach him all the way through the game. You have players, you probably don't have to do that with Yaya. Maybe you stay on her a little bit more, but my goodness. I mean, as we've talked about, she has sort of an uncommon playmaking ability. She can also get to the rim, and she's got a good three-point shot. So, I mean, there's a, it's, it's, it's got to be a jolt, I would think, to opposing, an opposing team that they're generally, you know, you're, you might bring some talented players off the bench, but she plays kind of at a – a different sort of pace. What what did you see from her that kind of allowed you to ride with with her? I think she played 22 minutes in this game. Not that I was looking, but um, <laughs> what what uh, what kind of what do you think she did that allowed her to have so much success? Nine points, seven assists, uh, and and no turnovers. What what was she doing that just kind of really allowed her to settle down and not get into some of those issues? Maybe that that where she doesn't get as many minutes? Well, I thought, I thought she played under control. I think that's the big thing. Um, you know, there's such a fine line with, with turning her loose um, because she's so effective going downhill. 
um, but her understanding, her reads, um, certainly the better the defense, the, the more challenging it has been. Like, we've talked to her a lot about, hey, you get in a Big 12 play, and everyone scouts a little bit harder, you know, and everyone's going to take away your tendencies. And and it's it's no mystery that, that she's a um, very strong right-handed driver. Um, and so when we can get her into the right space, um, whether it's on the left side and she's attacking with her right hand to the middle or it's on the right side and she's driving baseline, you know, it's it's about, hey, when people take that away, are you willing to just move the ball? You know, or are you going to try to create, you know, with your non-dominant hand where you're more apt to get yourself in trouble, you know? And certainly we want to grow her in that area over time, but you're in a, you're in a time of the year where you're trying to maximize your player's strength and minimize their weaknesses. You know, you're, you're not in the mode of, hey, let's turn a, a weakness into a strength because we don't have time right now, you know? And that's, that's like an off-season project of saying, hey, this is an area of growth for you, you know, can you attack left the same way you can attack right? And, and you know, mm-hmm. she's someone that can attack left baseline um, because there's, there's not more congestion there. There's not, a, there's not a gap being filled with the defender's hands. And so I thought, you know, when I first put her in the game, they were in zone. I thought even though she missed her first couple threes, I thought they were really excellent shots. And so Yaya is someone that I coach possession by possession. Hey, it's okay that you missed that. That's a great shot. You know, that is an app. Like, she needs um, that reinforcement. And then I do. I, and, you know, I mean, if she's on defense in front of me, I'm telling her to stay disciplined. You know, stay in your stance, stay disciplined, because athletically, she can guard anyone. You know, it's just that whole discipline of not taking a fake, not getting bored, you know, not, um, you know, biting, up, biting up on a heavy or something like that. So, and offensively, the word you're going to hear me say over and over and over again is simple, simple, simple. When she's ringing the ball and the ball's in her hands and I can see, I can see the gears turning, you know. And so, but she's someone that, that wants to be coached. And I thought there were simple plays that she made, um, you know, like she just threw a skip pass and transitioned to Sarah and Sarah hit a three. Like those are simple plays that we need her to make. It doesn't always have to be, you know, mm-hmm. let me attack, let me draw, let me drop, let me, you know, because she can make those plays, you know, but I think she's at her best when the game's unfolding and she has space for it to unfold. And I think when we play at our best in transition, which we create from defensive rebounds and, and turnovers, when, when she can play in transition, she has, is so much more effective because she has space to work, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I think where, Texas, you know, which we face next is their help side is, is significantly better. It's bigger. It's better. It's quicker. So you have to make um, plays off two feet against Texas. Like if you play downhill and don't, they're going to take charges. And so, you know, I think you, you, we just have to keep getting Yaya to make good decisions, but to understand where her space is to attack. All right. You should ask Scott sometime, Scott, uh, Scott Drew about why does about Mosley falling in love with bench players because like I spent one whole season begging him to play this one guy and <laughs> it was like he ended up transferring out and transferred to Missouri and he was like an energizer guy not, not even a fair comparison because Yaya is like way better than this kid ever thought about being but 
I mean, I spent the entire year. Why are you not playing him? <laughs> so yeah. I can get obsessed well, with. Sure, yeah, I yes. appreciate your 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 <laughs> fandom, and, and I really like. I think she is, um, and should be a fan favorite. Her energy, her smile. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, I, I I talk to a lot of shocker. I talk to a lot of WNBA coaches and GMs. Like that's 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 a big part of my circle, you know, and. You know, when we talk about this team and we talk about who they should be looking at, you know, outside of the obvious people, the Sarah Andrews, the Dre Edwards that are up for, you know, McLean Awards and, and mm-hmm. Nancy Lieberman Awards and things like that, you know, it's, it's Yaya's coming. Like, she's not there yet, but you're, you're, he's going to grow so much in this offseason. But she has something that um, a lot of people don't have. It's that experience explosive downhill ability. It's the ability to get a three-point play. Um, you know, I've described her as a seeking missile. Um, you know, there are times when she misses shots simply because she's searching for contact. And so getting mm-hmm. to that point where, hey, there's a time to seek it and there's a time to just go up and shoot it, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, she she has so many areas of growth before she, we can we can talk about her, you know, at the next level. But I just feel like sometimes – you know, there are players that, that won't get there because they don't have the tools, whether it's whether it's talent or whether it's athleticism or whatever. But I think this is one of those kids that, that with the right training, with the right mindset, with the right like the 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 DNA is there. You know, it's just a matter of hey, you, you can't be a one way player, you know, at at, yeah. at that level unless quite frankly, you're so good at that one way <laughs> You know that that they you got to be out there. Whether it's you know you're a defensive rebounder, shot blocker, you know at least usually if you're a, a defensive rebounder, shot blocker, you're also like gonna get dunks. You know you're you're gonna create um, pressure on the rim, attacking. And so when you're a guard, you've got to be more than that, especially one who's five foot eight. You know, like if yeah. you're gonna play at the next level, you have to make good decisions. You've got to be a kid that can make a play, make a play, but also um, you know, and I, I coached Kennedy Carter, so I know a little bit about kids that play downhill and can go create mm-hmm. jobs. So, you know, I think I yeah. think Yaya's got a chance, but I think you've you've chosen well. Honestly. <laughs> like, it's a bad choice. You know, just just give her grace and give me grace that that there's still some holes in her game that we're gonna keep that we're gonna keep filling in. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. Well. <laughs> That's uh, it's 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 a fun thing to watch. Last thing, real quickly. Um, the Texas game coming up, and uh, I mean that's it's been kind of interesting to uh, <clears throat> watch that team. Y'all played them uh, at a time when they were having to try to adjust on the fly. What have you seen? And uh, hopefully that'll be a great crowd uh, Thursday evening. But what? Um, that's a six o'clock. I believe that's a six o'clock. I was just thinking. No, that's tomorrow's game. Yeah. Anyway, Thursday's game. Um, what what have you seen from uh, uh, Texas that jumps out at you uh, since you last played them? Yeah, I mean they're they're just they're you know they have Taylor Jones back who they didn't have um, when we played them, but Gaston's been out, so they you know um, Vix had to had to shuffle you know kind of all all conference play from losing Rory, and I think what Booker's done in her role is is really really special. Um, you know I know there's a lot of great freshmen this year and, and Hannah Hidalgo is, is, is what she's doing at Notre Dame is, is insane. 
at the point position, that's just really hard to do what she's doing as a freshman at both ends mm-hmm. of the floor. But, you know, when you talk about what Maddie Booker has done, um, I mean, I, I think I said it in my press conference afterwards, like I had seen her play nothing in AAU and USA basketball, but the power forward position. And so to move over to the point, um, I think the advantage she's got is she sometimes then gets a lot of uh, size. And because she's such a good rhythm pull-up jump shooter, uh, when she's being guarded by Little, you know, it, it's easier for her to get to that. Um, so we certainly have to mix coverages on her. She missed the last game because of a hamstring, but they basically said she'd be back for our game. So it's, it's um, you know, but I, I think they they still are really, really talented. They can still be on the boards really, really badly. Um, you know, they, 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 they played zone in the last game, which is a little – you know, outside the norm um, mm. for, for Vic, but um, it, it kind of probably protects their post players, you know, from having to be on the perimeter. Um, you know, they have three guards that basically play 40 minutes a game. And so I think the teams that have had success, um, us, Oklahoma, have, have gotten in a transition game, you know, have been able to put points on the board um, and use depth, you know, and, and just kind of keep coming at them. But but certainly um, a game that we need a huge crowd for. I mean, it's it's uh, it's the last <laughs> regular season game against Texas as as a Big 12 member, and you know, and and I'm not saying that we won't play them again and we won't schedule a home and home in the future or a neutral site game. But this is the only one that that we know for sure of, and so right now it's it's just a unique opportunity for for us and for our fans um, to send them out of the Big 12 the right way. All right, uh, 7.30 tip-off, uh, pregame starts ESPN Central Texas at 7, this game on ESPN, and uh, right at Foster Pavilion. So that's going to be a great contest. Look forward to everybody coming out. Nikki, thank you, and again, congratulations to everybody. This is going to be so much fun. February Sunday, February 18th, uh, it'll be on ESPN, too. I think it'll be a capacity crowd. Uh, as the Baylor family uh, welcomes Brittany back, and, and that'll be a uh, that'll be a fun time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Matt. There, there she is, uh, Nikki Collin on the Matt Mosley show. All right, and uh, man, we'll uh, share some more of that with our five o'clock audience. But uh, it's just major, major news today, and we were uh, happy to have. Uh, Nikki Collin on talking about all the various things that have to do with that major uh, that Jersey retirement with uh, Brittany Griner. All right, let's talk some NFL. Let's do it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for 
for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Price on number 132092. Eligible trade in. Acquire for full discount. See dealer for details. Save big at the New Year New Truck Savings Event at Richard Carr. GMC Sierra is the best truck on the road with the ride of a luxury sedan inside a powerful work truck. Right now, save $10,000 on a GMC Sierra SLT with a 5.3 liter V8 and a multi-pro tailgate. Richard Carr also has big savings on over 100 new and used trucks in stock right now. Call now. Get here now. Or log on now for the New Year New Truck Savings at Richard Carr. Richard Carr. They have the truck for you. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's now back to the matt mosley show on espn central texas sexton with you until six o'clock more of the uh, exclusive with nikki collin in the aftermath of uh well the big announcement yesterday it went national zach over at uh, the waco trip zach smith had the news. Michael Vopel jumps in on ESPN. Uh, Aaron and I were with uh, Pete Souza on the air, and so we broke in and uh, addressed it properly. And then we'll all gather Foster Pavilion Sunday, uh, February 18th. That'll be on ESPN 2. Uh, and uh, it's a 3 p.m. start. So very exciting stuff. And it's some great stuff, too, Aaron, on uh, on just the uh, Yaya. And uh, we, we think uh, Jada is going to be okay. Uh, did not come back into that game, but but sounds like she's okay. And she'll be able to move forward. Just keeps tweaking that ankle. But uh, Nikki thinks she'll be fine for Thursday night's game. But uh, the Yaya, the Yaya obsession continues and uh, boy it only got bigger the other day with that but we'll hear more from Nikki as we get into the five o'clock hour now Aaron what do we have in the way of NFL I, I looked earlier in major headlines all across the league and it's not just Super Bowl stuff there's all kinds of stuff happening where do you want to start today we'll start with the Lions who just eliminated on Sunday in the NFC championship game both their coordinators have been 
interviewing for head coaching jobs. One of them definitely will not be leaving. Offensive coordinator Ben Johnson said today that he is staying with Detroit and withdrawing his name for consideration from the last two NFL openings, the Washington Commanders job and the Seattle Seahawks, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Commander officials were en route to Detroit for a meeting with Johnson and Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, and they got word that Johnson was staying with the Lions. Johnson. What about Aaron? What's Aaron doing? <laughs> Johnson uh, also interviewed for Atlanta, Carolina, and the Chiefs. Yeah. I like that. I like a young coach. I don't know how young he is. Aaron, does it say his age on there? Huh? 38. 38? Okay, he is young. I kind of like that. I mean, in this time when everybody wants to identify the next McVeigh, oh, let's get the next McVeigh. Let's get the boy wonder. He's 38. He's still in his 30s. Let's catch him. Let's catch fire. He just said, hey, I like Dan Campbell. Detroit's taking care of me. Back in the day, Bill Parcells found a way to keep Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer on his staff. Uh, and, of course, now I think the following year, at least Payton was gone to New Orleans. But one year he fought them off, gave them a race. Jerry gave them a race, and they stayed. So, And we've seen Dan Quinn stay. Aaron, did you see the the, 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 or the Cowboys kind of get – I saw some reports that uh, – Ron Rivera, the Cowboys are ready to line him up if Dan Quinn exits stage left. I mean, I don't – Rivera spent so much time as a head coach. I mean, part of me – part of me thinks that's interesting and maybe he's a better coordinator than a head coach or something like that. But, boy, it would be like McCarthy agreeing to go be a coordinator somewhere. That's kind of what it would be like. So you would have – Maybe this team functions better with, like, a head coach of the offense and a head coach of the defense. I mean, I I say they function better. They win a lot of regular season games, but they can't break through in the playoffs. But that Ron Rivera thing, Aaron, um, is interesting. because I. But, again, how much is – what's out there for Dan? Commanders is still there. What's the – Seahawks Seahawks don't have anybody yet, do they? No, but that's the last two. Yeah. And, Aaron, we, we read that survey of all the GMs and everybody that were bragging on that commander's job. Man, I, I got to admire Ben Johnson in Detroit. And you say, well, Matt, they paid him. Well, not what the commanders would have paid him. Not what they – I mean, they may be paying him really well, and that's fine. But, I mean, you know, as a head coach with the commanders, he would have gotten a substantial raise. So I kind of admire the guy for saying, you know what, got a pretty good gig here. Pretty good gig. I'm going to stay right here. Because what you don't want is, like, to keep losing out on job after job after job. So kind of makes sense to me. If the command, I mean, the commanders were interested in, in talking to him, obviously, as Aaron shared, and Ben just said, you know what, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to stay another year with the Lions. So I, I think – I think that could end up being a smart approach. I do. Sports Illustrated with a story that uh, just came out a few hours ago from Mike Mm -hmm. Fisher said that Dan Quinn has moved up the commander's wish list now that 
uh, Detroit offensive coordinator Ben Johnson has turned them down. He said the commanders just got, quote, spooked and could end up hiring Dan Quinn and doing it very quickly. Aaron, if there's a last man that's still going to be using the SI name, <laughs> it'll be Mike. It'll be Fish. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be completely shut down. He'll still be saying, SI is Mike Fisher. <laughs> but um, that's, you know, and it's not, you know, he's part of what's called Maven. So it's not SI proper, but it's fun. He's SI. So um, I, yeah, that's interesting. Command Quinn moving up the the ranks a little bit, perhaps with the commanders. Aaron Glenn, I guess, still in the mix. Ben Johnson out, so that is interesting. Um, and we will uh, we will continue to monitor that situation. If you don't like the if the, okay, if you don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers, some mm. good news for you. They've hired a new offensive coordinator. It is former Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith <laughs> who ran one of the worst NFL offenses I've ever seen in my life the last two years in Atlanta. Johnson uh, obviously has been the head coach of the aforementioned Falcons the last three years and finished under 500 all three years yeah. before being fired this offseason. Well, I, I've got this guy as one of the most consistent coaches in the NFL, Aaron. Seven. Three consecutive seven and ten seasons. I mean, that is like Jason Garrett worthy. Remember, Garrett, I think, had maybe a three straight 500 seasons. Smith was the Tennessee Titans offense coordinator from 2019 to 20. It helped to have the you know the great running back. I'm sure he had Derrick Henry during that time uh, in the prime of his career. Smith initially joined the t- Tennessee staff in 2011. As a defensive quality control coach, also worked as an offensive quality control coach, offensive line coach, assistant tight ends coach, and tight ends coach. And, yes, he is the son of the founder and CEO of FedEx. That would be Fred Smith. And, um, Aaron, I happened to, one, one time I ended up at a dinner party with Arthur Smith's sister. And uh, up in the hills of L.A., which I know is very strange, but she makes movies. Uh, and, and when you have extreme, like a billionaire for a dad, you do get to go do some interesting things and try. Actually, she was very, very nice, as I recall. But I, um, the, the, the Arthur, and again, I'm, I'm with you, not a great offense, but I have to say, all those jobs I just said he did at Tennessee – like, he did work his way up, all right? So I, I, I'm not saying the name didn't help him and having a crazy, wealthy dad didn't help him. But I don't think we could say, oh, he hasn't worked hard. I think he has worked no, no. extremely just, hard at it. He's just not I'm just questioning great his at results. It. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. He's definitely qualified. No. Um, let's see. Rooney said, Aaron, you don't really hear the Rooney family doesn't get involved a lot in these comments. I, I like it when somebody like Art Rooney II – starts saying stuff about the team and he says well we think he said i think we have two high performing running backs in Najee and jalen and they along with an improving offensive line can be the foundation of success going forward because <laughs> that's what everybody's doing in the league is just building the entire thing around like 
two running backs. Two running backs, yeah. <laughs> like maybe Dan Rooney so... or, or the, the original Rooney, Dan's dad, Art, whatever he was back in the day. Maybe, maybe they did that, but goodness gracious. He said, here's what Rooney said, Aaron. He said, I think we have an idea of what we want the Steeler offense to look like. Start with that, and we have a certain roster mix that leads to you can't completely change your roster overnight, so you kind of have to have a coordinator that feels like they can work with the roster and be <laughs> successful with it. Okay, okay. He had two like this. top ten picks in Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. and uh, Drake London and just never got him the ball. Never. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you got – it's same with Bijan, who was a top ten pick too. He got a little more work just because they run the ball so much. But even he got, I think, out carried by yeah. Tyler Algier. Like, what do we do? What are we doing? Then he had to watch the horns in person last night fall to the Cougars. <laughs> Defense, man. Bijan, if he doesn't make it as a running back, you know, I, I he doesn't he seem like somebody like that could be in the movies or something. He just has a. He's got a nice presence about him. You know, he just seems like he could – Bijan could do whatever he needed to do. And he was great at NIL. I mean, I hopefully somebody – who did Atlanta hire? Remind me, did they hire somebody we liked? Who hired that guy we liked? Remember, somebody hired that young guy that kind of piqued our interest. Was that Atlanta? Atlanta hired – I'm trying to have trouble keeping these these hires the, straight. Uh, Rams defensive coordinator, former Raheem. Bay head coach. Raheem Morris. Yes. Okay. All right. I think he's good. But I think you and I were intrigued with somebody else that got hired. Like a, you know, like a young, oh, the, interesting Maybe the Buccaneers caller. offensive coordinator because he's had a lot of success. That might have been it. Pretty much every quarterback he's worked with. Including Canales. Can, somebody Canales. Canales. Yeah, that's him. He's, I'll spend, Aaron, I'll spend the next six months trying to like learn these new coaches names and of course half of these guys get fired within two years you finally are like wait I, now i know who's in carolina now i remember who's the coach of carolina and he'll get fired in two years but we are intrigued by him we are intrigued by him Aaron, do you have one more i do uh the television ratings for the first three rounds of the nfl playoffs are astronomical not a shot. Yeah. The highest on record going back to 1988, according to Nielsen. First three weekends of the postseason averaged 38.5 million viewers, up 9% from last year. The Chiefs went over the Ravens, averaged 55.47 million, peaked, uh, which was uh, the most watched AFC championship game ever. It peaked with over 64 million viewers late in the game. It was the most watched non-Super Bowl program since the 1994 Winter Olympics. In the NFC Championship game, the 49ers 34-31 comeback over the Lions averaged 56.69 million viewers and peaked at almost 59 million. Just a shade under 59 million were watching at the peak of the game. So just uh, through the roof ratings as usual for the NFL. If you ever wonder why... Amazon or whatever Prime, you know, spends oh. bukus on getting like a bad Thursday night schedule. There you go. There you go. Because if you can just get a sliver of that audience, you get 16, 20 million 
you know, you're feeling pretty good. And there are no shows anymore like MASH or something or like the, T- the last MASH show or whatever that put up these crazy numbers. Last Seinfeld, I bet, put up insane numbers. But even Friends, probably the last Friends. But those were the last batch of shows that put up massive numbers. Those, those shows do not compete anymore or with, uh, with the NFL. All right, uh, Aaron, we got a quick reset and a couple of, couple of things on the college front that I want to hit. And we got, oh, we got Campus Confidential at 445. Uh, and then we are going to have Brad Shelton, the, uh, the Midway uh, athletic director who made this huge hire. We're going to have him on at 420. So tons of great stuff coming up in the four and five hour. It's all coming up next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility. Reclaim your independence. Walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics. 254-415-4100. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. 
Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing lender an exceptional experience and extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at cherry johnson sigmund james law firm craig cherry ryan johnson mark sigmund and scott james are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. And we'll be quick about this because uh, Brad Shelton, uh, boy, made big news this uh Midway higher, I have um, I've enjoyed reading about Coach Gillespie. Like I'm looking at him, I mean, he's here, and he, I think he's a little bit older than us, but he's got a youthful look about him. Got a good beard, got a good some you know looks like a beard's kind of grown out, kind of leading the Waco Trib website, and uh, and I I, I kind of like reading about what he what he's you know his vision. Now, Joe Gillespie was on our press box show with Ward and Cam and Aaron earlier today, and uh, that was good. That was good, man. I've I've talked to you guys and, and heard from others, and folks really loved hearing, and it's kind of neat that Ward crossed paths with members of the Gillespie family many years ago, and so uh, has, you know, has a... Uh, a working knowledge of who this guy is and kind of where he comes from. And certainly Ward has Stephenville ties and Joe Gillespie has major Stephenville ties. And so Brad Shelton, the uh, Midway athletic director and a, a longtime friend of mine will be joining us. Oh, in about six minutes, he's going to hop on with us. And uh, this ended up being a big time, a very uh, coveted position they had, I mean, 60 entries. I think they got it down to 10. Then they did the two-hour interviews. And so to, to get this one, you had to be big time. And there were a lot of great coaches it didn't work out for on this thing. And, boy, I've, I've been – I've kind of heard who some of them were. And, I mean, and some of them may have gotten hired elsewhere. Whoa, whoa. I mean, this was – Joe Gillespie, this was not for the faint of heart. This was a big-time folks that were being – talked about Aaron the um we do at some point in campus confidential let's go over 
tonight's slate of games. You know, it's a little bit tricky these days in the Big 12. They used to kind of have more of like a, oh, yeah, the Monday game. Then you had a bunch of Wednesday games. Now it's a Monday game, like a bunch of Tuesday games, and maybe like one Wednesday game. Um, and then, of course, the Baylor women have a big game Thursday, which we'll talk about with Nikki Collin coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Aaron, this is a – would – Baylor falling to three and four be the end of the world? No, no. I mean, I still think they could bounce back from it. But it does feel like one they really, really need. And they've been knocking on the door, and they had two road win, they road games they really could have won. And then they, they had a home game to TCU that they really, really could have won. And so it feels like a tailspin right now, but it's not the end of the world. They could end up being really good. And, and they got, I mean, A.B. and Jacus and Coach Peterson. I mean, I just you you name it. We had Nunes on, Coach Nunes earlier, Ty Beard. These are tremendous coaches, uh, our man Luke. And and they'll get this thing going. But, man, they're, they're feeling a little bit snake bit right now. And I think, but I think they'll work their way through it. And they just need, I mean, you got to break through at some point. You can't lose, like, Every game at the buzzer or in the last minute, you're going to have to at some point turn it around. They've had some games they've pulled out at the end. Cincinnati, BYU, you know, the OSU, they won that game in overtime. You can't forget that the those first three wins were not easy. So lots to get to there. Uh, we'll have Campus Confidential coming up. But now let's talk to Brad Shelton. Midway Athletic Director, huge hire. We talk about it next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in Foster Pavilion Thursday, hosting the University of Texas. 7 p.m. for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7.30 tip-off Thursday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. All-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Corio Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer Board. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Brad Shelton, Midway Athletic Director, hopping on with us now. And Brad, always fun to catch up with you. But man, you made big time headlines with this hire of Joe Gillespie. So, uh, first of all, great to have you back on, and uh, congratulations. I mean, this is a, it's a big-time hire. I mean, I expected you all to get a big-time coach. But, man, to have somebody come straight from the college ranks who's had so much success at both ranks, college and high school, uh, I, I guess you have to be pretty excited over there. Uh, excited, relieved, uh, <laughs> all of the above, every, every range of emotion, Matt. Hey, th- thanks for letting me be on, man. Great afternoon. So, thank you. It, it, unbelievable, man. I, I tell you, the process yeah. took a long, long time uh, because we wanted to be thorough. We wanted to make sure it was open and get every every quality coach we could get interested in it. And uh, man, I was thrilled when when Joe threw his name in the hat. It was uh, man, it was a, it was an exciting day. And when we got him down here, you knew right away man. he was he was the guy. When did how long did that go back to when he either reached out or through an intermediary or, or maybe you kind of wondered, hey, would he want to get back in? How how long does do you go back to when maybe that dialogue started? Because boy, y'all had a lot of great talented coaches interested in this job. But how did how did uh, Coach Gillespie kind of get involved? What's the timetable on that? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So you know, we interviewed, uh, you know, but really the second week of January, we, we had nine come in, uh, and they were, man, two-hour interviews each. We had a committee. I mean, it was 20 hours of, of, of sitting and listening. And like I said, we had a committee that was committed to, to finding the very best candidate. And, you know, we went through that process, and we liked some, we liked some. And then, I, then I'd heard through the grapevine that, that Joe was interested in, uh, and maybe done with the college game and, and was, was interested in, in, in coming back to high school in Texas and, and going back to his roots. So, yeah, I picked up the phone and called him and said, hey, you know, would you have any interest? And, I, and I'll be honest with you, uh, we called him. He, he had a visit set up for his son who, who's going to SFA, play football, graduating mm-hmm. from Alito this semester. So he, he came down a couple of days later, and it moved pretty quick then. We got in front of the committee and a couple parents and, and did the whole thing and uh, – Two days later, he, he was taking the job that night. So it, it moved very rapidly at the end with Joe. His son's quite a safety. I mean, he's a he's a hard-hitting dude uh, from what I understand. And the Alito Bearcats, as you know, that's a that's a great team and, and one of the greatest um, 
old Texas runs of all time, oh, what they're on. Yeah. So, you know, having a son and, and being a part of that program, that's kind of a cool thing that even while he was at TCU, he was watching that program because that's, uh, that's about one of the best ones out there. Well, that, that was the biggest negative facing Joe that the, the committee had to overcome was his son didn't have any more eligibility. <laughs> if it was, we could have got another year or two out of his son, that, that would that would have been icing on the cake. But you're, you're absolutely right. Alito, Alito's obviously a, a great program, and you know, one, you know, city of champions, and you know, whatever coach they put in, they, they just rotate them back and forth between Coach Buck and Coach Wood there for a while. One win three or four, and then they get tired and let the other one win three or four. Then Buck would come back, win three or four. It's a crazy thing, but they've got a machine there going for sure. And you know, there was there was a little scuttlebutt that you know they were going to be close to to coming up this time, and you know, just narrowly missed that number. It's amazing how that works sometimes. But uh, <laughs> you know, you know, they they they've run, they've definitely uh, definitely run the game at their five. Yeah. By the way, what's DeSoto going to do? Don't they still like have the option of? They could go back. They could go to five A, but they're kind of maybe thinking about staying in six A. Most schools, you don't have to ask twice, right? It's like Highland Park had those numbers come in the way they needed them, and they got right back down there to five A. Like we're very comfortable back in five A. And DeSoto's kind of seems like they've kind of weighed their options. I mean, can they just keep waiting right until they? How do you put them in a district when they're still kind of waiting? Or what's the what's the latest on that? Well, I think there's probably five people in the state of Texas that knows what DeSoto has done. But the, the rumor is, and who, you know rumors, but the, the rumor is they have opted up, uh, which, wow. you know, certainly they, wow. they, they've proven that they can compete at the 6A level. And, you know, for them, you know, coming up at the 6A level, they'll always be a small school, uh, you know, because they're opted up and they'll have the lowest number in their in their district. And, uh, you know, they, they got a machine going. So they're not, they're you know, Claude's not scared of anything. And I, I think, Competing at the 6A level, just knowing him and not knowing what their answer is, I, I would see that that would be appealing for him. Did you get to see through this process, like the way Midway is viewed? I mean, you know, been a little bit down here recently, but have great reputation, great school district, athletic, great facilities. Um, were even you a little bit blown away? But I think I saw like 60 applicants. I, I, I mean, I, who knows how many were actually showing interest and maybe didn't get around to whatever. But, I mean, huge interest in this job. You know that, but seeing it come to fruition like this, um, I, I bet even for you that was kind of refreshing and, and kind of uh, exhausting, but also a, a neat experience. Absolutely. You know, that, uh, what, what rang true with every candidate and every coach that I called, every coach that I talked to, or it's certainly everyone that came in, you know, the, the thing is, it's a, it's a single-horse 6A high school. Uh, you know, one of less than 20 that are out there still remaining. You know, you think most 6A schools are multi-district schools now. You know, you're talking about Man- Mansfields and schools in the Houston area and Dallas area and Austin area. So, you know, you start thinking about just the single-horse towns. You, you, you know, you start talking about Westlake and Soto and uh, Duncanville, Waxahachie, you know, just, a, just like I said, under, under 20. And, you know, that's the most appealing thing. And, and as a guy who's been at – Schools in multi-districts, you know, where we have two or three high schools, you know, the, the thing is you're always worried about what the other school can, can or cannot do. Uh, and, and, and the focus is not on what do your kids need or what do what do we need at this school to be successful. Often it is, well, I understand that, we, you know, y'all need that, 
but school over there can't do that, so you can't do that. And, and you know, and that's just part of school business and equity and, and all of those things. And I get people have to parse through that stuff when you run those kind of programs. But but here at Midway, we, we do what we think is best for our kids. And, you know, if we need this, then we go out and get this. And if we think this makes an impact, then we go out and do this. And uh, we, we don't have to worry about those problems. And I think that was the biggest draw outside of, you know, our facilities are outstanding and the community is great. We've got an athletic minded community who likes to win and likes to put resources into athletics, you know, and all the, obviously all those things make it attractive, but overwhelmingly being a six, a one horse town is the biggest draw here. And, and every coach that we interviewed, and, and like I said, we interviewed 10 and, and the only one that wasn't a sitting head coach was, was coach Gillespie to, to be quite honest. I mean, every, every, everyone in there, had winning winning records, been very successful head coaches, and I mean, I couldn't have been more impressed and thrilled with with the people we brought in. Uh, I wish we could have hired more of them. <laughs> well, the could, facilities. Could them to be a coordinator. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, and I thought about one possible coordinator, but I also don't want you to have to deal with some of that. But I mean, there's he's worked with some amazing offensive minds. Let's put it that way, and. And uh, one of the guys he used to work with, you know, I reached out to me or I reached out to him and he was just so excited for uh, for Joe, obviously talking about Art Bryles. But I mean, it's uh, it's I mean, where, where he comes from in Stephenville, that, that just it's a neat. There's so many things that have happened there over the years. What a great run they've had. But I mean, what he did on art staff and then on, his, you know, to come back and do it on his own. Um, that, that's gotta be exciting to you to think back on that 20 to 21 years of high school success that he has to draw on. Uh, I, I would think that played a big role in, in you making this decision. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you know, our artist has, has had an amazing career and, you know, he got to, he got to play for him. Then he got to go back and coach with him, win two state championships. Uh, and, and then, but you know, the other things that you gotta think about is, you know, coach Copeland, Matt Copeland is a legend. Uh, you know, Hall of Fame high school coach, and he took over after Art there at Stephenville. Uh, then they went and hired Chad Morris when Matt retired. Yeah. Uh, and then after Chad, and, he, and then Joe got the job. So, you know, it's Art, it's Matt Copeland, it's, you know, it's three Hall of Fame high school coaches. Uh, then he was able to take it over and go win a state championship. Uh, and, and being in a place for, you know, tw- you know, high school coaching, he coached 21 years, 20 at the same place. So, you know, he's not a guy that's jumping around looking for the next job. And, mm-hmm. you know, and if it wasn't for, for, for Coach Monty at, at Tulsa and their relationship, you know, he may not have gone ever gone to Tulsa. Um, and then, go, you know, obviously go to Tulsa, then you go to TCU. And, and, and he said right away, he said, I'm a high school coach. You know, those, it was fun chasing that. You know, I got, to, I got to itch that competitive scratch that I had to see if we could do it, and, you know, see if this translated at that level. But, but he's a high school coach. And, 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 and to be quite honest, I've said this to a couple of people, you know, really the difference with Joe is when he walked through that hallway, I mean, we're talking about passing periods. you got thousands of kids. You know, you got five minutes to get to class, there's a thousand kids moving every direction. And, and you could see the fire in his eyes where, you know, he was home. And you could see it, visibly see it in his face, in his eyes, in his demeanor, uh, walking the hallways. We sat there and watched girls volleyball lift weights for 20 minutes one day. And, uh, and that, that's what got me excited is, is he was home. And, and that's what we want. We just want someone's going to lay some roots down here and, and get this thing rolling, uh, build upon what we what we did at the end of last year, which was incredible. And Ezra Martinez deserves a ton of credit, and I'm fired mm. up that he's going to be part of this. And he's excited. Uh, but let's build on what we've done, and let's get this thing rolling again. And I think Joe's the absolutely perfect individual to get that done. How did he handle, uh, talking to Brad Shelton, Midway AD, 
the Ezra Martinez, not always easy when there's someone that had some success. And, you know, I'm sure some people thought, well, give what about Ezra? Would he have a, a chance? What was Joe's kind of attitude? And would that come up in interviews? Would you kind of bring up, hey, we have an interim we really liked and would love him to be part of a staff? You want those guys. But it's not like college where or even NFL where you clean out staff. A lot of times staff members do stay, but then I'm sure he does mm-hmm. have – uh, some of his own people that he might want to want to try to bring sure. in, or I don't know exactly how y'all will handle that. But how did how big a, a, a thing was uh, Coach Martinez's name in the whole process? Because obviously, you, you he did a really nice job in a very difficult period. Oh, one hundred percent, and it's a true testament to, to Joe. You know, they're, they're, even at the high school level, it's still the old adage and, and common thought. You know, if, if Matt, you and I are going for a job, and you get it, well, I've got to leave. Because you know I'm gonna, you might be afraid that I'm gonna undermine you, or I'm not gonna be loyal, or I'm gonna second guess you and, uh, along the way. And you know, then that's that's commonplace in in, in all levels, uh, but even in high school for sure. Uh, so it's a testament to Joe. He saw and, and was able to talk to Ezra and, and, and knew immediately Ezra's connection to kids, his his important role on the staff. Uh, and, and it was never a question of whether Ezra would stay or not. It was up for for Joe's vantage point it was can we get him to stay what can we do for Ezra and make sure he doesn't leave uh and and, and Joe was critical in, in having those conversations with him and talking laying out what the the scope would look like what the staff would look like and what Ezra's role would be in because you know like I said Ezra did a, an outstanding job and and he's got goals and aspirations and, and you know our job uh is, is to make sure we we help him achieve what he wants to achieve because he that's what he does for our kids every day so it's only right that that we take care of him now and we help take care of him in the future. And that, and that was vitally important, not only to me, but to the suit, to our community, to our kids, to our parents. I mean, it was, it, it was absolutely paramount that we kept Ezra on staff. Uh, and Joe knew that immediately and welcomed him and accepted him and, 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 and laid out a vision for him, uh, what his role would look like. And, and, and I, I think Ezra was ecstatic. I mean, what a great opportunity for him. Uh, to come in and, and 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 work under Joe and and at the end of this thing, whatever he wants to do, I hope he stays here a long, long time. But if, you know, if he wants to go get a head job, he's going to have Joe Gillespie on his resume, uh, and he and he's going to be you know plugged into Joe Gillespie's network of high school coaches and college coaches. And you know, I think we'll we'll all be better off for having a, a you know a man like Joe leading our program. How much latitude, Brad, do you have? on money in these situations when you, you have a competitive industry yet. I think we, we think so much about these college and NFL and you're like, Oh, Brad's going to break the bank for Well, that's not exactly how it works. Right. You have like a, you have a certain parameters on this. I, I wouldn't think I'm sure Joe is extremely well paid at TCU. I wouldn't think that was like some kind of huge sticking point. I mean, I don't know that to be the case, but to, to me, the thought that while you are in a fluent school and have great facilities, it's not like as an AD you've got some kind of endless supply of money. Is that correct? <laughs> that, that, that is very correct. Now, I will say we, we do pay our head coaches fairly well, uh, and those are market-driven positions. So, you know, the market kind of drives the, the salary mm-hmm. for, for head coach, particularly the head football coach, uh, and, and a few other positions that we have too. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, myself and teachers and, and other staff members, you know, we've got a board approved salary schedule that we have to adhere to. Uh, but there are some positions such as the head football that is, that is market driven. Band director would be another one that, you know, you're going to go out and pay what 
band directors get paid in the state of Texas if you want a quality band director. That's no different for the football coach. So, you know, it's a, it's a good paying high school job. It really is. Uh, you know, it, it's not TCU defense coordinator pay. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not it's not college level pay, but as far as high school coaching, it's a good it's a good paying job. It really it really is, and that helps attract the the, the quality of a candidate pool that we got. Uh, you know, most people come here would would have gotten a raise. Yeah, they're not taking a step down at all coming to to Midway. Uh, you should be like HP. They give I think their superintendent at least just gets a house. I think the AD at Midway should just get his house paid for. So, Brad, just kind of bring that up next time you're in a board meeting, um, that the AD and the head coach, that that would be a nice part of the package. I, I'm just hoping I can continue to pay my mortgage, to be quite honest. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not asking for anything for free just yet. Let's see if we can win a game or two. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you, these pastors, remember those things, those parsonages or whatever? I used to think, man, what a great gig to be a pastor and the church gives them a house. But, of course, there's a lot of other stuff that comes with that, Brad, as, as we both know. But, uh, no man, this is, this is exciting. And, uh, you know, 52, I think that's how old he is. That, that you, that for a while, that was kind of when folks were looking to retire. And, like, hey, I've put, got my whatever, my retirement. Let's, yeah. let's ease into retirement. And you're finding more and more coaches, man, even when they try to retire. They'll change their mind. I saw Randy Allen do it at Highland Park. They'll jump right back in it. We've had people do it here in Central Texas. Is, isn't that an interesting trend? It's like, and maybe they're taking better care of themselves. I don't know, because coaching is a stressful, stressful thing, as you know. Um, but, but like 52 is not what 52 was even 10 years ago, is it? No, no question. You know, in, in, and, you know, with our health care and everybody, you know, taking better care of it, you hope everybody's taking care of better care of themselves. We know so much yeah. more. But really the big, the biggest thing is, heck, you get addicted to it. You know that. I mean, these coaches get addicted to it. it, it you know, you don't, go to, you don't get up and go to work every day. You get to go get up and go to school and coach football and, and develop young men. I mean, that's that's hard to turn off. You know, and, and just think about it. I mean, you can only play so much golf. You can only play so much pickleball now. I mean, you, these people are, have been in high competitive environments their whole life. You know, from you know youth ball all the way up to to where they're at now, and you know being able to to turn that off is sometimes is very difficult. Uh, and, and I'm not quite there yet. I've I've got six or seven more years before I'm even eligible. But you know, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. What am I going to get up and do every day if if I if I'm not doing this? And I, I think that's where most people like Randy Allen and, and a lot of those guys are at. Well, what am I going to do? And I, I think that's the draw. It's just you're addicted to the competition and. and and helping young people grow. And, and, you know, there's something to be said for that. I mean, they made a commitment their whole lives. Uh, and nobody got into this to be rich, obviously. Nobody got into this to, to change their standing in life. It's, it's a calling. It's almost mission work now. But, but once you get into it, man, it's just, it's just not much different. I kind of want to start thinking of radio as mission work. You know, I, I need to. <laughs> I, I need to. The, you're in the wrong, you're I, in the wrong tax bracket to consider, to consider mission work. I, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, Brad, this is um, very excited for Midway. And, you know, I got know so many parents, and, and, uh, and, and you and I have become good friends. And so just happy for you all. And uh, what a great hire. What an exciting hire. Thank you. And no matter where you – I guess now you got to go find out what district you're in. I saw the predictions, and I was like, oh, dang it. I don't want to 
you know, I don't want Midway to have to be in that district again, uh, Duncanville, oh, DeSoto, and all that. Is that is that the way it's kind of headed? Do you feel like in in sort of the the things you're hearing, or what what's the what's the, what are you what are you hearing on that front? Well, you know that you know that's the the best kept secret in the state of Texas. You know that's been the tagline <laughs> on that for for fifty years. But you know, so I really don't know. Uh, the things I'll tell you is, you know, we we've written our letters and we've lobbied to to where we to and petitioned UIL to to go where we think we need to go to make sense for our kids. And it, and it has very little to do with competitive play. It has to do with yeah. travel and and Tuesday night games and Thursday night games and Friday night games. I mean, you know that. You know, there's there's five other six eight schools within an hour of us just south. Uh, Cove, Temple, three three Colleen's. You know, there'll be three Colleen's in six A this time around. Yeah. Uh, and, and if we go north, you know, the closest one is Waxahachie, which is you know almost two hours away. And then you got Duncanville, and they're talking about Grand Prairie and South Grand Prairie and Lancaster. I mean, those are those are trips. And football's football, and you know you've got to mobilize a lot of people on a Friday night. But that's one Friday night. I mean, you think about Tuesday night basketball and Tuesday night baseball and volleyball and, and those kids being on the road for two plus hours there, two plus hours back. And and you know, let's be honest, those schools don't want to come to Waco. I mean, they, they're driving 20 minutes, you know, to for Duncanville to play Cedar Hill, and they're going to drive two hours and 20 minutes to come to Waco. And you know, I, I just in my heart, it just doesn't make sense. You know, regardless of the competitive balance mm-hmm. of it and, and Phyllis, you know, the 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 philosophy of athletics up there compared to here. I mean, I think there's some, some very real differences, uh, but, but just logically, it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, our middle school league is in central Texas. Our high school league has been in central Texas forever, all but two years. Uh, you know, so, so I'm interested and I'm holding out hope that, that we will stay where we're at. I think some things that could change is what region we might be in. You know, there's some, there's some scuttlebutt that, that we could be in district 25, which is region four, which, you know, matches up with, Austin, a little bit of Houston, and down in the mm. valley, and you know that, that that would be that would be interesting. We haven't done that in twenty plus years, so that that would be kind of interesting. But you know, my my desire obviously is is to stay in there with Temple Cove, the Three Colleen's, and Hutto Maine, or so, you know, some Brian, some some form of that, uh, just because that's what's familiar and, and we're sitting yeah. to school. Uh, but if 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 we do go north, we'll go north, and you know, I think we're better positioned now than than we were two years ago. You know, we had COVID and all those things going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think we're, we'll be better positioned than you know and, and prepared for that if, if that's what we do. So it's kind of out of our control. So we're going to take what we get come Thursday morning at nine o'clock and and get ready to go compete. All right, that's where COVID is where we got to know each other. And I just remember I was oh, filling three hours a day in that afternoon with no sports. Right, and we were just no like, sports. "Hey, is Midway going to get to go out and practice or do some conditioning?" Like I think uh, I did like an hour on y'all trying to get out there and you know, shorts and shells or something on some summer afternoon. I'm like, well, hey, whatever. Just give me some form of sports. Something. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're I'm back to some normalcy. But uh, it's, it's Brad, amazing th- what you take for granted when it's, when it's gone, man. It, mm. it upsets the apple cart, doesn't it? So It does. It does. But, uh, yeah, when I hear somebody say, well, not much is happening today, I have a different response. <laughs> yeah, I say, I'll show you when <laughs> yeah. not, not much is happening. All That's right, um, Brad, appreciate it, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. And congratulations. Uh, very exciting hire, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, Matt. I hope so. All right, Brad Shelton. There he goes. AD at uh, Midway High School. And uh, huge hire for uh, Midway. Joe Gillespie is out there. And so always like catching up with Brad, guy I have known since literally, I don't know, April. Oh, maybe a little before then, but. 
the, the height of the pandemic is when we got to know each other, oh, about four or five years ago. All right, it's the uh, Mosley Show. We continue on. Campus Confidential is next. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and men's tennis coach Michael Woodson. That's Thursday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show. This Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Hey folks, Gary Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family find new roads most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee but with central national banks after hours service you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help you can contact us from 6 to 8 30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening and we'll connect you to a real live local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week bank different bank central central national bank member fdic you're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. 
The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it is time for some Campus Confidential full slate of games tonight. And, of course, today's schedule release in the uh, in the Big 12 was, uh, well, I was there at 10 a.m. this morning. I was monitoring the grid, uh, poring over Baylor's schedule, doing all that. So it is a, uh, it's a big day on that front. In fact, so much else has happened today. I've gotten a bit distracted, but I have been kind of excited at reviewing and looking at the schedule. We knew where and who they would be playing like the road games and the home games we just didn't know the exact uh, order of it so to now see how the schedule plays out is very very interesting and Aaron and I will be uh, will be going through that uh, with you into the five o'clock hour Aaron where would you like to start with the big 12 schedule now there you go the middle of big 12 with 16 teams the schedule for next for this upcoming season was announced today with the integration of Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado into the league. The finalized football schedule for Baylor next year looks like this. They will start with a home game August 31st against Tarleton, September 7th on the road to take on Utah, but that is a non-conference game. That's the return trip from this year's non-conference game where they hosted the Utes. Then they start Conference play September 21st on the road in Boulder against Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. September 28th at home against BYU. October 5th in Ames to take on Iowa State. October 12th is the Bears' bye week this year. October 19th on the road at Texas Tech. October 26th they'll host Oklahoma State. November 2nd they host TCU. November 9th. Another off date for the Bears. Then they will finish up with two out of three, two out of their last three on the road at West Virginia, November 16th, at no, at Houston, November 23rd. And they finish up the season November 30th at home against the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, I mean, obviously I've sounded off. I realize the Utah thing is ridiculous. <laughs> There's another matchup. Like that, I think involving maybe Kansas State and whoever you know else is in the conference. These things, it was already on the books. I guess they couldn't get out of it. Um, and uh, it, again, it's going to count as non-conference. They're in the conference now. I, I, you know, you'd love to have replaced them and then fold this game into the conference schedule. Uh, don't ask me. I mean, again. I don't. These things are planned out so far in advance, and we did find during COVID you can do things rather quickly. But again, it's not. And I think Mac Rhodes would be the first to 
to tell us that this is not ideal, but this is the way they are going to do it. Okay, um, then, and I wish because we're, I mean, a nice way since the conference welcomed these groups in, Utah should have just come back to Waco if they had to play this game. I think, I think there should be, they should defer to these schools that have been in the conference longer. But okay, that's for another day. That Air Force game we saw again that bowl game. That's a tough, tough game. So um, I would say, Aaron, that opening slate. There's no, there's just nothing that looks easy after Tarleton. And again, Tartan will come. They'll show up. They'll put up a fight, and we we respect them. No Ward has great ties to Tarleton, so we'll be very respectful to Tarleton. But if that's a close game, then there are big problems for the Bears. Um, of course, we remember last year against Texas State. Now Utah at home, Aaron. I mean, it just doesn't let up. I, I don't like. There's no the back-to-back road games late in no, in November. West Virginia and U of H, we don't know. Willie Fritz may get that thing turned around quickly of U of H. West Virginia, much improved last year. That's a tough. And then, of course, Kansas. And don't you know, Aaron, that's the return of Jeff Grimes. He'll be aiming for the Bears. He'll be aiming. The offensive coordinator now for KU. The Grimes homecoming. He'll come back to Waco and be coaching those Kansas Jayhawks. I Aaron, there's not a – I mean, I, I do like that they get Oklahoma State and TCU at home. But, I, I if Aaron, if you found the soft part of the schedule, I guess the only redeeming thing is you got two pretty good bye weeks that come at decent times when you'll probably be trying to get healthy. You don't love at all the early, early bye. So the, the two byes to me – look okay i thought that was interesting Aaron. one of those months they're they're not going to be home except for one game in october that's oklahoma state on the 26th the the other game they got back they now say back to back they are back-to-back road games there's a bye week in between going to iowa state and going to texas tech but they it's like they're um last year Aaron, it felt like they never left, right? I mean, it was like, okay, five of the first six games are home games, and it ended up obviously being a disaster. They had eight home games. They lost <laughs> seven of them. All right, I mean, it, it was. I mean, home we field can't disadvantage. Really, yeah, it was like an unmitigated disaster. We all know that. Um, I, Aaron, I, I think the road games – the easiest road game all season, there are one, two, three, four, five, six road games. The easiest road game is at Houston, and I don't think that'll necessarily be that easy because you'll be, you know, coming down the stretch November 23rd. I mean, I, Aaron, I think you could be going to West Virginia and U of H looking for a sixth win. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that with three games to go, They'll be looking to try to get bowl eligible. But, of course, that takes Tarleton. I think you have to beat Tarleton. You have to beat Air Force at home. All right? You've got to start at least 2-1. and one. Then I think you really have to – got to go beat Dion. 
If you beat Dion, you're three and one. I could, I think you could pick off BYU at home, four and one. I mean, that's the best case scenario to me. I mean, looking at the way this thing shakes out, is to be four and one going to Iowa State. Two hardcore tough road games: Iowa State and Tech, and then you catch OSU and TCU at home. Doable. I mean, OSU had a bounce back. I mean, they were horrible early this year. They kind of fought back and, and played in the Big 12 championship game. That's it. But that OSU and TCU back-to-back, those are going to be good games. Uh, October 26th in November 2nd. But, Aaron, I, I guess I, you know, I love seeing everybody, and I like home games. But I, I got to say, I'm kind of glad they don't have seven or eight home games. And it's not anything to do with I like – I love doing the pregame. That's nothing to do with me. It's just that it was such a bad thing this past year. I think I'm okay with the six and six type format. Now, Aaron, did you look around at some of these other? Um, and by the way, a reminder for those of you that missed it, we played a little bit of Nikki Collin earlier, but well, all the Brittany Griner, all the breaking news stuff. Nikki joined us. Loved having that exclusive, and so. Excited to uh, to have her on. Oh, look at this, Aaron. The Baylor Plus app, or you can, uh, Baylor Plus. I like what they do. I like all those documentaries. They did an emergency podcast earlier today. Jerry Hill jumping on there. Elliot Coffey. Uh, Justin Hoff, who seems to host some of these things. Emergency podcast to react to the schedule. And, uh, Aaron, I, I thought tech... I'm sitting here scrolling, trying to get that up in front of me because I do love a good schedule grid. Let me see if I can find the Big 12 Conference from earlier. I thought Tech, like, kind of, kind of, uh, is is this schedule the way it lays out? Five of its first seven at home. I I have to say I kind of, I would say Joey and and Tech has to feel pretty good about that i want to make sure i've got that right because i remember thinking about that earlier i think i do have that um they go to washington state they weren't good they have to go to a road game there but Aaron, this is just maddening <laughs> like I've, I've i've enlarged my grid and it's like blurry the one the big 12 put out come on guys let's let's not put out a blurry grid or it's probably my phone let's not blame them um I, I'm looking at TCU, Aaron. They go one, two, three, four. So four of the first five at home, and then they get they go one road game. They got a bye week, and they get back home. Baylor they tried to not make people have back to back road games. In fact, they a lot of times they gave teams a bye between their road games. Uh, the Bears, unfortunately, did end up. I thought Cincinnati, Aaron, had a particularly tough schedule. Do you have the graph up in front of you or the grid, Aaron? Are you looking at Cincinnati's right now? Take a look at the Bearcats. I I thought the Bearcats, I, tried, I decided, Aaron, by the way, not to beat poor Ward down this morning. I literally... I'm so I get so into these schedules. I I was I, I woke up this morning thinking I wanted to call Ward 
and talk them into cutting into whatever national programming we had and doing a special schedule announcement show. And I spared him. I decided to spare him. And maybe he would have said, Mosley, go jump in the lake. But I did have that thought this morning. Like, I wanted to jump on the air and talk about all this stuff. Aaron, you would have done it with me, wouldn't you? Um, I, I Look at Cincinnati, Aaron. That's, that's tough. That, to me, because you, ba- you got back-to-back road game late. And just the way that whole thing sets up, I thought they drew an especially tough one. Um, I'm looking at Colorado, and they kind of took care of Colorado. Colorado's like no back-to-back road games except for, like, their non-conference. And they probably already had that all set up. But I I think for the most part, the conference kind of tried to take care of everybody and... Uh, let's see. Some of the I'm looking late season, Aaron. Any of these jump out at you? I thought I, I only Baylor. Let's see. I think Cincinnati. Um, uh, looks like. Let's see. Baylor, Cincinnati. I'm looking at the back-to-back road games late. That was what was grabbing my attention. Nobody has to finish with back-to-back road games, um, but. Baylor and oh, I um, Cincinnati, and let me see if I see anybody else with late with some of these late ones. Aaron, anything? Oh, um, Texas Tech. While I like the way Texas Tech opens up with a lot of home games, they do catch back-to-back road games fairly late in the season. Actually, in October, so it's not that late. Aaron, what stood out to you? Um, I guess October being away from home for the entire month, just about. You know, you start off with the one game, and then you get the bye, and then two road games. So you've got an entire month where you won't be playing pretty much at your home stadium. Yeah, um... That was interesting, and I, what I was kind of wondering is, like, you know, how they handled if the conference went out of its way, and I was kind of wanting to see what those new schools. I don't think Colorado has a ton to complain about, but, uh, Aaron, my, my, I just wish you could see my phone, what I'm staring at. I, I love these grids, and literally – while we're live on the air, I cannot get it clear. It's like I'm at the doctor's office, and they're saying better one, better two, and I can't see any of it. But anyway, I I, I have enjoyed looking at this, thinking about it uh, all day, and I, I think um, I, I, I haven't looked at it from everybody's perspective, but I, I just think but the Bears, you cannot make any argument that the Bears have some kind of easy schedule. I mean, it's just like hold on to your hat. And, you know, I the Air Force Academy, they scare me. Utah scares me. BYU, I mean, they're always good, and they bring some fans to your place when they come in. Um, there, there's just, the again, the only, 
literally your best chance of a road win is, and I'm not saying they won't win some of these road games, but I that that back to back at West Virginia and um, at Houston, and I don't think either one of those are going to be particularly easy. Although you, Fritz, as much as I like that guy, that first year for a new coach, on top of they're not quite up to speed from a recruiting standpoint, that is tough. That is tough. So the only thing Baylor misses on, they don't have to play, Aaron, what, Iowa State, and I don't guess K-State's on the schedule, right? So, I mean, those are really, those are generally very tough games. Am I missing one there? Did they, both of those teams off the schedule? I was just thinking of who's all coming in. But anyway, uh, that is some schedule talk, and that is Campus Confidential. All right. We need to catch you up on some things. We'll look at Baylor's upcoming uh, game tomorrow night at UCF and then the conference slate of basketball games uh, tonight. And um, that is next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Deli. We give you more. 
fast rate to pay electricity delivery sales. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriel Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team Specialized in Sports Medicine and Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriel Health Orthopedic today. 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, 5 o'clock hour. Thank you to all of our unbelievable partners. You continue to amaze me, um, and we just have such great investment uh, and just great sponsors. Uh, just, I mean, I love bragging on all of you, but it's just wonderful. And, of course, Central National Bank, our uh, presenting sponsor, tr- they just do a tremendous job for us, beautiful graphics. Uh, it's a, That's a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron, by the way, we're talking about schedules. I did finally find uh, one that I was able to enlarge and actually read we went over the Baylor schedule. Kansas here, Aaron, I, 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 didn't, I don't think I realized this, they opened with a rough game. I mean, their schedule in a really rough fashion against a school called Lindenwood. <laughs> I mean, give, what in the world is that? Is that what that said? Lindenwood. I don't even know what that is. I thought that was a place out in East Texas somewhere. Aaron, real quick, run over the slate of Big 12 basketball tonight uh always interesting on a tuesday night remember the the men play at six o'clock tomorrow five thirty for the pregame right here on espn central texas and it is a good slate tonight for the big 12 three really good matchups starting at six o'clock on espn two number 15 texas tech travels to fort worth to take on number 25 tcu coming off their big triple overtime win over baylor at seven o'clock Number 23, Oklahoma State, trying to rebound from their loss to Texas, travels to Manhattan to take on Kansas State and former Baylor assistant Jerome Tang. And finally, the 8 o'clock nightcap, number 8, Kansas hosts Oklahoma State on regular ESPN. And I have no idea why. (laughs) 
Yeah, because it's Kansas. Uh, and, that's you know, true. Yeah, it's, good point. Yeah, blue blood and good point. yeah, that's they're always anytime they can put Kansas on on like a Tuesday evening, they're going to do it, and they'll just bludgeon poor Oklahoma State, and the whole nation will. Well, the whole nation probably won't tune in, but but again, that's Kansas is a ratings magnet to a certain extent. All right, Aaron, I know we got to say uh, uh, we got to get ready for Nikki Collin. Really fascinating um, uh, interview coming up. And again, we were so happy to have her after this huge news that went down yesterday with uh, Brittany Griner. And so uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll have that. Uh, I, I I was looking through it, trying to find you know who I got. I thought got particularly uh, tough schedules. I wanted to see if I thought like Arizona or Arizona State uh, had tough situations. I I have to say, um, Arizona. See that that's tough. It, it, they're in September. They're going to quickly three games into that September slate. Arizona has to go to K State. Not easy. Now the Utah. Will be tough road game, but they're used to playing there. Um, you know, B- BYU not a tough trip for Arizona in terms of having to go too far. Uh, so they let's see, they got Utah and they go to BYU. See what they tried to do, Aaron, is is those new schools keep them up there in the same region, mm-hmm. and then later in the year they got to go to UCF and to. TCU and then um and then also uh the uh that Arizona Arizona State um the uh they they they've got an interesting one too with Texas Tech, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Kansas State and then they finish with the big rivalry game at Arizona. Okay, let's let, let's hear from Nikki Collin, a very momentous uh decision has been made. Brittany Griner, we'll talk about all of it next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at syntechsportsfan.com. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids and your debit card doesn't work. 
Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office.